Hello, everybody, and welcome to Drum Talk, the podcast where we don't just drum about it, we talk about it. My name is Nate Testa, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, La Austin Ware. What's up, bro? You, you, you there? Oh, is that my cue? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's your cue. Oh, dude, my bad. I, I, I dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> Were you like like so impressed by my uh, Santa Claus ho ho ho? Honestly, bro, I was like shook for a second there. <laughs> Actually, I had I got that idea from a friend of mine, um, Kenny Sheritz. He does like a YouTube channel, and he did that, and I laughed so hard. I thought it was the funniest thing. Like ever, dude. So. What about the Santa hat though? That the entire Instagram, everybody on Instagram has added to their profile picture, including us. And, including us, yeah, I know. It's uh, it's pretty great actually. I kind of enjoy seeing our microphone with the Santa hat on it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. But uh, yeah, guys. I, honestly, we thank you so much for all the love, all the support. Twenty twenty has been really crazy. I I expect twenty one. 2021 to be even crazier. So we appreciate you guys for hanging in there with us. And, uh, you know, it's been great. It's been awesome. Me and, me and Austin had some really great talks. And, and quite frankly, um, if you guys want to keep supporting, smash that like, f- give us a follow, share the podcast, and let's get into some cool stuff. Actually, we're going we're gonna to change it up this week. We got some, uh, some listener questions that I think will be really beneficial to all of us because I know a lot of us, like, Here's 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 a little. <laughs> do you do you make drum? <laughs> do you all make right. drum? Re- Pull it down, bub. Pull it on down. No, I'm like uh, on a ten. I need to be on like a two. And so I, I apologize to all the people because I'm I'm a little wired right now. Ten and two. Um, Isn't that how like you're supposed to drive on a steering wheel? <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that <laughs> I was trying to do like a promo. Like, do you make drum? Do you make drum covers? Well, on. <laughs> I got lit. Wait, a little lit right now. I mean, I drank, I drank a bang today, and nah, you're uh, just joyful, man. You just got I'm that just, joy. You got that joy, it. joy, joy, joy down in. Okay, <laughs> okay. My gosh, did you chug that bang? I oh, bro. I mean, I don't know. It's hit me right now. I drank it like I finished it like three hours ago, so <clears> it's probably hit me yeah. like right now. Okay. Um, right. Okay. Well, we actually have a listener question um, yeah, from a right. dude off of Instagram named Josiah. Um, and he was like, Hey, Austin and Nate, I'm really enjoying your podcast. And I got a question. How do you guys, especially Austin, remove the drums from a track that you're going to make a cover of been stuck on this question for a while. Hope this makes sense. It's a great question. Yeah. It's a really good question. It's, uh, I feel like I was at a point where I've been through the exact same thought process um, especially before I, you know, dove real deep into making videos. Um, and ultimately, uh, per- well, personally, I don't know that I've actually ever removed tracks, uh, drums from a track. Um, oh. yeah, I've, I've found drumless, you know, instrumentals before to just jam out to or whatever, but yeah, nine times, actually I've never, recorded to a drumless uh song you know as far as like a pop song or like a known song i've never really done that one thing about that though is i don't if you if you look at like especially when i was doing more you know quote-unquote traditional covers aside from all the 
paint and the visual stuff. I've never really got deep into like a lot of rock or, um, you know, drum heavy songs to begin with. Right. Oftentimes I, I've chosen uh, like electronic songs or pop remixed pop songs, uh, remixed versions of rock songs. And actually a lot of that has to do with the fact that I liked that there wasn't drums already pre-recorded on those tracks. So right. essentially I was just finding drumless tracks, but in that kind of way, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. I, the, uh, the one track that comes to mind was when you did the Shakira thing on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And that one particularly has like almost no drums in the beginning, but it has hits to it. And so you yep. can easily just like come in with the hits, learn that stuff, and then like mm-hmm. not have to be, um, not have to worry about like other drums being played over what you're playing and engaging the volume and stuff. It's right. very like electrical kind of um, percussion based music. For sure. Yeah. So Josiah, dude, I hope that helps. Um, personally for me, I, like don't really do a lot of covers at the moment. So um, maybe that will change. But uh, at the moment, I'm kind of just doing my own like drum, uh, musicless stuff. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of just playing drums. I, I do think that it's, it's um, you know, I'm, I'm probably not the best, best person to ask that question, given that I don't have a lot of experience doing that. Right. But I would say like, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Um, it's just that, those a lot of the times like you know those tracks have drums already on them and for me someone already wrote those drum parts i enjoy like the writing side of things too so i like i enjoy writing drum parts to songs that don't have drums already in them it's just more of a creative um enjoyment for me so yeah anyways yeah it's like uh that's why like um a song from like little baby or like yeah yeah, something like that, or, or <laughs> I don't know why that one came to mind right away. <laughs> or even like a Justin Bieber song, like a lot of that stuff is like electrical percussion based, doesn't really have like actual drums in it, and mm-hmm. stuff that you can really like be able to to play over and not have to worry about drums already in the track. Yeah. Yeah, but hey, guys, if you ever have any questions, hit us up on t- um, TikTok, on Instagram, or on um, TikTok, and uh, – or drum talk. Wow. I said TikTok. And, well, okay. That was weird. Yeah. On both TikToks. This, yeah. On the things, all the things. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, dude. How's, uh, how's, how's your week? I just kind of wanted to be really, you said you want to be casual. I want to be casual. We can get into the topic in a little second, but like, how's, my your, week? how's your week? Been? My week? Yeah, dude. Um, my week's been busy. Um, there's been, yeah, there's been a good bit going on. I'm actually looking at different, um, living uh places at the moment i'm currently nice. in an apartment and uh yeah so we uh, i should say we are currently in an apartment um if you guys don't know i am married and uh i've been married for um going on year and a half year soon yeah <laughs> yes sir how long have y'all been married now? No? uh we're actually on the 21st will be three years Come on now. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We're pumped. Actually yeah, going to be so, in uh, your neck of the woods. Yeah. So we're um, looking around for new spaces. Uh, been doing, been working on a lot of cool stuff for um, the surprise that yep. is coming out on the 25th. 
I'm pumped. Um, you know, that's Christmas, but we want to give a gift too on that day. So been working hey. on that. And then, um, yeah, just doing different promos. I got a promo uh, Monday for a company. And uh, first time I'll be doing like a warehouse. Uh, I'll be doing it not in my traditional space. So that'll be fun. Oh, I think yeah. I think I might have an idea. That's cool. That's sick. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. But um, what about you? You got, you got a lot going on? Yeah, we had, I have a couple of, uh, like obviously creating content, stuff like that. Um, and kind of answering a lot of questions, which have been great. Like a lot of the content on my Instagram and even TikTok kind of been, kind of been hitting off and, uh, I love being able to answer questions and stuff like that. So that's been happening kind of taking up a lot of my time Mm -hmm. getting caught up on like, actually I love getting ahead on stuff. So I like having content done like almost a week. Like I already have like Thursday's video done for next Got week. You. So See, I, like I kinda... can't, I, I struggle with, I know this is a little bit off topic, but I struggle with doing that. Um, in that after a week, if I've made something, I feel like it's already, I, I, I feel like it's already almost old. Is that bad? Um, no, no, I, I wouldn't say that. Like for instance, like when I do that, I literally don't even look at it, listen to it, touch mm. it until that day that it's supposed to go out so okay. for to me then it's actually still fresh gotcha. um and, and it's still something that i like really enjoyed really thought was great i made sure to dial it in and get it like perfect um or as perfect as possible i still like kind of being a little natural and like if there's some mess ups or something like that i don't want right. to show off to people that like oh everything i do is perfect like no it's i like for instance like today's video like today's video that I did for thursday that recorded for Thursday, like I, I had to do it like a couple of times to get it like gotcha. solid. Cause I'm also like doing things to challenge myself mm-hmm. and doing some, maybe some linear fills or different stuff that I want to like, that I'm experimenting with. So, so right. yeah, it's just, it's some, it's definitely something I'm proud to put out, but I make sure to like kind of cleanse the palette, wait until like the, the day before and start editing it a little bit. And, and yeah, so I don't, I don't really try to, <laughs> like sit on it for a long period of time for sure. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, doing we, that. Uh, and then, uh, Oh, what's up? Oh, my bad. No, keep, 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 uh, keep sharing, keep sharing. Yeah. And then the kind of just pushing out, trying to be, uh, do more session based stuff. Um, a lot of drums this month, which has been great. Um, I have a couple of drum maintenance. I also do that as well. So I had somebody come over and maintenance stuff his kit. Um, it was like in, like literally took, a, took him fully apart, um, for years. Cause he just recently moved from Puerto Rico. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was cool. And, uh, like got to put, put it all back together, put a nice little shine on it and, and send him on his way. So it was cool. And then I have another maintenance coming up on Monday. If the heads come in, bro, the one thing that's been really making me upset. And I mean, it's not their fault, but it's like Sweetwater sent me the heads through when smaller shipments go, they normally go through USPS and bro, USPS is slammed. I was supposed mm-hmm. to get the heads. I ordered them not this Thursday, the Thursday before I ordered them almost a week and a half ago and they still haven't gotten here. So I'm like, yeah. dang it. And I've had to move the day. Like it was just like, it, it yep. was kind of frustrating, but Hey, you know what? Like you live, you learn. I mean, there's really nothing I could do because they're slammed. They have new COVID regulations. So I, I can't get really mad at them, but it's a little frustrating. Like, man, I really wanted to make sure this church was ready to go. 
Um, and I'm not like rushing or anything before I have to go on vacation. So it's just, but yeah, you know, it's, it's all good. And you can't really, you kind of just got to go with it and, and go with the punches and yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, that's cool. Yo, what do you, uh, I don't know if we've shared this before, but what do you week to week? What is, um, you do like drum tech and stuff, right? And like you do, right. you do like stage tech, stage hand, you do, um, like you'll help set up stuff, right? Like, uh, just about, I mean, obviously because course. of COVID, it's been a little slower. Right. So, yeah. You got to get creative. Um, yeah. So you got to get a little creative. There's, there's been some work here and there with some churches mm-hmm. and some, yeah. uh, the company I freelance with normally does a lot of like college graduations. So we recently did Southeastern's college graduation. We just set that up and then I left and then I came back to tear down everything. Yep. So that's kind of been the, the gist of everything. Um, and then besides like going on the tour in October, everything else mm. has been kind of like mainly at home based, like yep. kind of getting the studio dialed in, getting um, also obviously working on the podcast, like doing all sure. the doing all that stuff. So, I mean, things have been taking up my time, but it would be definitely nice to start, um, you know, getting back and doing more like you like live events and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Something that would be cool, um, side note for like listeners is, is if they could, uh, if y'all wanted to hear a certain person, uh, come on our podcast, um, definitely, uh, drop that in our DMS. Um, actually we'll post a uh, live, like this podcast is live. Um, and if you comment, uh, maybe we could even clip this right now. If, it, if you guys want to hear a certain person, uh, on our next podcast or podcast to come, Drop them in the comments, tag them, and uh, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, I can. We can definitely make that one of the posts. Um, yeah, over the next couple of weeks, absolutely. Because sure, there, sure. there are definitely a lot of people that I'm sure people want to hear from, and mm-hmm. I know that even before I had, we had the podcast, like I know that I would, I would search around for for people that that I would like to hear from and try yep. to see if there's podcasts on there. And I know a lot of people that are like kind of coming to our podcast from TikTok or even Instagram. Um, and that maybe a lot younger um, want to hear people that they love watching, they love um, commenting on, and all that stuff, and and to hear yep. more about their story. And yeah, I, I, I think it'd be great. Absolutely, for sure, for sure. I'll be honest; I don't have a great transition into uh, Bro, into what's talking transition? about gear. What's a transition? What's a transition? <laughs> Dude, I can. I'm weird sometimes, man. I'm weird sometimes, honestly. Well, what's weird? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think we have uh, episode eight, the stages of gear. Oh my two. god! <laughs> the that was the best transition I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> the Bro, greatest. was that? Is that? Uh, that was a that, terrible. That was so bad, <laughs> dude. That was a that was a uh, voice impersonation of Fairly Odd Parents, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. Bro, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> Hold that back. Okay. <laughs> Dial it back, guys. Dialing it back. All right, we're back with episode eight of Stage So Cute. <laughs> no, we thought, yeah. honestly, I... By the way, if you hear a little bit weird of my mic, um, this might be a good transition. I'm actually wearing my... Uh, I'm not in my traditional uh, studio right now. <clears throat> I am actually outside on a um, balcony with my JBL's version of AirPods 
and I have a hood on blocking the wind, I think it's working pretty good. So nice, um, nice, uh, tech tip on a, uh, on a a Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're ever doing a podcast or if you just want to talk to somebody on the phone and you're using headphones, like wireless headphones, boom, pop a hoodie on, takes out all that noise. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are you, are you a believer in like, um, uh, putting padding up and foaming, you know, and, and muting your drum room, like as heavy as possible. Uh, I think, are you a believer in that? I have, uh, I mean, to an extent. Depends. Yeah, it depends. Like to an extent. I mean, I have some, some, uh, some panel, I want to call them panels. You know, those like, uh, small little panels you get when you have like a drum cage at a church or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have like four of those panels like behind where my drum kit is. So my, my drum kit's facing away from a wall, and I have them against the wall for any kind of like slap back. But mm-hmm. they're just they're just literally placed on the floor against the wall near the window. Right. That's it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think getting some down the road would be nice, but I am actually pretty happy with what I'm getting so far with a lot of the videos I'm putting out with the sound I'm getting with the drums. Um, because yep. I, we one of the big advantages of living in like an older house, I think ours is like in this, like it was made in like the sixties or seventies um, oh, nice. is that everything's cinder block. So it's really thick. Like my neighbors don't even he- like barely hear me play. I have like, yeah. I have like the luckiest house ever. Like I obviously awesome. went to all my neighbors before and like talked to them like, Hey, I'm a drummer. Like this is what I do for a living. Like, I'll probably be playing throughout the day. Is that cool? Are you cool with that? Like, oh yeah, thank you for so much for coming over and like, like telling us about it. So that's that was a huge plus. But I even talked to them later on. I'm like, do you even hear me play? He's like, no, nah, I barely hear you play. I was like, what? So oh, wow. I got really lucky. So like, yeah. So the walls really kind of absorb a lot of the the sound. I'm not getting anything too extra. Like the room itself, it's pretty dead. Yeah. For- See, when I when I first kind of came onto the the you know quote unquote drum scene, started making vids and all that. I used to think that you had to have like the recording side of it too. Like I used to think that you used that, like that you would have to have the, the most dampened room, you know, with foam or with soundproof things here, soundproof things there. And, and honestly, the more that I've done it, the more I realize it doesn't really, ultimately it doesn't matter what space you have. It it just matters if you like understand how to mix in there and, and how to mic play, you know, place your mics and, if you understand that room, then it doesn't really matter ultimately. Yeah. I, I mean, I, if you go into a professional studio, um, like for instance, my friend has one in Orlando that um, they basically like from the ground up, they put like installation in their walls and like made it very, very not dead, but it has like a, it has nice, like when you clap in it, it's not like a major echo. It's kind of yeah. like very direct, but it still has some room to breathe. And I think that's what people should go for. They shouldn't go for something very dead because I've also recorded in like full sales. Um, one of their here in Florida, their, um, their campus. And I've got connected with my friend from Orlando. He used to go there and they needed a couple like sessions done drumming wise. Mm -hmm. So I was able to get in there and I went into one of their rooms and their room is so, so dead, like very dead. Now, Um, granted, Granted, I'm I'm refer. I think a second ago I was referring to like, in when you're creating your own sound. It, obviously, if somebody comes to you and they want a very specific sound, 
and and you know like your wide open room won't cut it like I'm not saying that you should just you know you shouldn't um adjust for that I'm just talking about like um I'm just correcting what I was saying obviously if you're right, having, right. if you're in an insane project they're dropping 10 grand on on drums alone or I don't, that's probably way out of range but in creating your own sound it doesn't really matter your space now if you have a specific project it does I think it, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think it also mm -hmm. has a lot to do with shaping the sound. Like for instance, with Abbey road, that's in, that's uh -huh. in London. Um, that like Heard the Beatles, it. yeah, the Beatles like, um, recorded in there and like big artists and stuff like that. That room is like gigantic. So yep. what they do is they shape the sound around the drummer where like they'll put like padding behind the drummer or fully around the drummer, make them feel like he's in a smaller room, but also have the, the area to breathe and still have somewhat of a natural big drum sound. But if you want something super like tight and compressed kind of, you might want to be in a smaller area or create a smaller area inside of a bigger area to get that more tight sound. So it's, it's yeah. a lot of things that you can do. So that's, that's the advantage of like maybe doing a bigger project with having that avail uh, like live room availability instead of like being at home and having a smaller room where you're kind of just stuck with the, room that you're in and the only way to get maybe a bigger sound is maybe adding reverb or delay or mm -hmm. some other effects to the drums themselves yeah dude or um i think i think my we're going super way off topic or no, what fine. we were going to do but I, I like this uh, conversation uh one of my favorite studios i think or just like creative spaces for drum uh creative drum spaces is by far ash Stone. ash Stone. Oh, Bro. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I agree dude, with you. I just said his name wrong, but you know, yeah. Ashstone, yeah. Yes. Dude, so legit. Freaking windmill in the middle of like a a uh, field. Field literally. in where does he live again? Like uh, I, it's Ireland in the UK. Or, uh, I don't even know. Somewhere I think, it's in, I think it's like outside of London or England or something like dude, that. Dude, so sick, man. Yeah. And if anybody doesn't know, I would go look up Ashstone. And he also has a Instagram page for the windmill studio. And literally Gosh, it's dude. exactly what it is. It's a yep. super old windmill that like the, t like the windmill's not on it anymore, but the base of it is still there. And he had it like completely remodeled into a studio. And it's probably one of the sickest looking studios I've ever seen. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not even that massive. It's just very no. aesthetic. Yeah. And it's like, just the perfect shape. It's like very round and it's yep. just cool, man. It's just, it's just so cool. Yeah. And then like, like also I think that's another person that's, I'm going to put that in the, um, in the, uh, in the holster. Cause he creates a lot of unique sounds mm -hmm. and, and he's not like what you would like, I'm not trying to pull out age here, but like, he's not like somebody like who's in their twenties, he's experimenting right. in his fifties and it's wild. Which like is really, really cool to see because oftentimes when someone's, you know, at least the speculation of like by the time you start getting, you know, 40, 50, 60, like, you know, you're in your, you're in your, you're stuck in your way, you know, but yeah. dude, not at all. Like the stuff no. he's creating and putting out is, is next level, man. And it's always, yeah. he's always pushing himself. You can tell. Yeah. He's like bringing on, like he's bringing on to work with different artists that he was like way out of his comfort zone. Like a mm -hmm. lot of hip hop, a lot of like R and B, some like weird fusion stuff. Sometimes it's really interesting to see like his, his growth 
as a player, even at a, such a later time in his journey, like, like you said, most players at that age is like, ah, no, I I've solidified myself as what I want to do, or I'm the groove guy, or I'm the hard yep. hitter guy or whatever. And he's just like constantly evolving. I and love personally, that, for me, He's definitely going to turn into like one of, he would go down as one of the greats. Absolutely. Like for sure. people will be talking about him and that's, yeah, that I love that as well. I really yeah. do. Like somebody that's so willing to change what they're doing. Dude, the records he's played on, like oh, from like Adele to oh, oh my gosh, dude. So yeah, just legend. So <laughs> I I will say on a side note, we're I, gassing him up. I probably could. I probably could make that happen. I'm not joking. Yeah, dude, that'd be sick. Okay, as like, super random. Okay, Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> I will take Floyd, May- Floyd Mayweather the whole way, bro. Dude, I mean, oh, he was talking so much crap. Oh I my mean, gosh. Logan was. I'm like, Logan, what are you doing? This is the. I mean, I know what he's doing because it's a smart marketing move. But bro, it's I'm genius. Like, it's genius. No, no, it's dude, so genius because you I, know he has yeah. pride. You know Floyd has pride. Yeah, dude. I saw I saw a uh, a video though of Logan when he was like, dude, he must have been. 17 or i don't know how old he was and he was like one of these he, he was congratulating conor mcgregor and um floyd mayweather for the fight when they did how long ago was right. that like uh, four years ago dude. it wasn't that long it uh, might have been like three four years ago maybe something like that yeah and he was like oh one and then he said after that he congratulated him and he was like one day i'm gonna you know work with one of you bro yeah dude so he had this in the play he had this in the in the holster he was like yeah this he's been he's had his eye on it for for a minute now that's wild honestly yeah. another quick side note i'm really enjoying the birds chirping in the background dude is that amazing or what i, I, I was like i'm sitting here hoping that. that you can't hear it but <laughs> i love it it's so great and yeah I have honestly, I have plugs outside, and I think one time we both should just go outside and just, yep. yeah, that sounds so sick. Yeah, they should be chilling out. The sun's just starting to go down, and they're all excited. They're probably eating or something. I don't know. But, <laughs> anyways, they're singing, but, you know, they're singing. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so we're talking about sound <laughs> and all that stuff, and I think um, the sound. Um, we play is normally developed by the gear we're hitting, the the what we're using, and I uh-huh. think that develops a lot over time. We've kind of talked about drum setup kind of in the past a little bit, um, but I thought just talking about gear for this particular sh- episode would be kind of suiting because of last uh-huh. week, uh, last time we talked, like you know, um, we talked about like the recording aspect and stuff like that, and and people had actually hit me up um and on our drum talk instagram like asking if we were going to do a second episode about like gear and stuff like that really like the conversation that we had and i was like you know what like that i think would be a great idea so mm-hmm. why not talk about some drum gear and kind of like the base like w- like if you don't have any gear what would you do um to to practice and, and that's kind of how that's start. a good yeah, one like yeah, like how how would you like what would you do? What did you do until you got a kit? Because there's always like I, I like to say stages, but I think there's very there's a lot of different um yep. has to go through to be able to become a better drummer. And I think we also kind of start somewhere. So kind of like tell us what you did before, maybe exactly before you got a kit. Like no kit. Yeah. What were you doing? Well, to be honest with you, like I I recognize like when I started drumming, 
the time that I was inspired to like want to be a drummer and then when I actually like got a kit, I didn't really understand the concept of practicing drums. Ah, so, gotcha. so like by the time I had a kit, you know, just super fortunate enough and, and blessed enough to be able to like be in that situation to have a yeah. kit, you know, at an earlier age. But yeah, I didn't understand the concept of practicing yet. So really, you know, it kind of just evolved on a kit itself. But as I matured in drumming and got older and started to like understand, you know, you got to practice to get better. I would, um, and I wasn't near kit. Um, dude, I think one of the best things I ever practiced on for seasons at a time and, and still is a pillow. hundred percent. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, that that's, gives you a lot of um, resistance. There's absolutely no rebound whatsoever. And I yep. think that's also something that you have to use when People you've already had some of the concept. What happened? Yeah. I said, it's just like to the non-drummer out there listening, they probably never would have thought I would have said a pillow. But Oh, no. <laughs> no, not at all. Pillow, what? But, but drummers are like, yep, yeah, I've done that before. Yeah. For so sure. like, it, it's, it gives you no rebound. But I also, like I was saying, like I really feel like a pillow is also something you kind of have to move from with some knowledge already of how to play, because if you don't know how to yes. reba- how the rebound of a stick works, mm-hmm. um, and that's when you, you th- basically essentially throw the stick down and then it hits the surface and it bounces back up. That's called a rebound. And yep. a pillow does not have that or very, very little to that. And so I think you right. haven't having a knowledge already going into that really helps um, working on a, um, a pillow as some practice time. And if you get sick of doing a pillow for years, because I didn't really get a drum kit until, oh man, about five or six years ago, as mm-hmm. I actually bought my first, my first drum kit. Um, yeah. Which I had one when I was like six or seven, but I busted the heads on it and my parents never got new heads. So I thought it was broken. <laughs> oh, they thought it was broken hundred percent. Yeah. My dad's a piano player. He's like, uh, I have no idea what's <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> bro, the one video that I stabbed the drum six through the drum heads and the, <laughs> the comments were like, Why did you break the drum set? <laughs> like you can anyway. change out it. Oh, that was right. a oh that's a I'll link that. That's a that's a good watch. If somebody has it. It's it's an older video, a very older video. Yes, um, yes. But yeah, so if so I didn't have a drum kit until about maybe four or five years ago, something like that. And so even up until I was playing like playing at church actually helped out a ton. But when I wasn't playing at church, it was air drumming. All the like it sounds funny. But that's literally like you would imagine what the kit is in front of you and you would just hmm. air drum. I would listen to music all the time and I would air drum all the time until I, until I eventually got a kit. And so that's how I would practice. That's how I would do stuff. I would use a practice pad when I had the opportunity to, to finally get one with some sticks. Um, and yeah, it's, that's just a really easy and effective way to kind of like get through some practice. And people think you're weird, like, <laughs> like drumming to nothing. Like you have no, there's no drums in front of you, but it really does work. I, I learned a lot by simply just kind of going through mentally mm-hmm. how I was going to play something, what I was going to do. And then when I got to like church and we went through practice and everything, um, normally I was able to get through the song and, uh, and it went really well. So like there's, there's different ways to practicing for sure. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Something too that I'm thinking of is uh, with with more of like that natural rebound feel 
like our concept that you would get on a, on a drum set, if you don't have a drum set, would be a bucket. Um, oh, you know, yeah. would be for sure a closer concept to like that rebound feel. Obviously, not the same, but like it has some. And um, yeah, you can definitely learn um, different rudiments and and uh, wrist. You can still gain wrist strength because you know you're drumming. Um, but yeah, yeah, bucket works really well as well. Yeah, it's funny you brought up the bucket because there's a lot of like if you go to different <laughs> cities um, and you're kind of just walking through the city, there's a lot of like sidewalk musicians that will play and stuff like that mm-hmm. and or corner side musicians. And a lot of those drummers have like buckets they'll set up and one of them would be the kick. One of them would be like a snare or some type of rack Tom or something he can like do different stuff with. Um, yep. And it's a really great way to also create as well. It makes you think outside the box and really yep. pushes you to like, think of a drum set or drumming a little bit differently mm-hmm. in in what the drum actually is you know it's not just like a cylinder with a head on it and some some sticks and stuff it's really like oh now anything is a drum that i could create something with and that even goes into like having a studio and like Mm -hmm. you can literally create stuff without even having to use drums so it's it's uh it's definitely something that you can you could dive into for sure and that even segues into more of like okay well now we're actually gonna have some drums like what what did you end up doing like the first time you you got a kit uh like practice wise or practice wise yeah let's let's let's, let's kind of go down that road yeah that's practice wise like what what was what was kind of like the driving factor after you got a kit um what was the what was the thing you thought you needed the most when it came to the gear and practicing yeah. or did you just not know yeah so uh, you know i come at i come at drumming definitely from a more untraditional uh approach in that i didn't have heavy lessons i didn't do drum line and all that stuff and right kind of just ha- yeah kind of just figured it out um obviously would w- was aware of like wanting to know how to do it right so i would look up videos and all that but something earlier on that i would practice a ton on you know a full kit arrangement would be like uh like runarounds like snare snare tom one tom two tom three tom four and like i would just go all around the kit you know uh like two single strokes on each tom you know like one of those but do that and then like follow it up with um matching it with like all my symbols and a and a kick hit so like oh sick yeah so that was something that i kind of thought in my head was similar to like how a guitar player would do runs, you know, on the guitar. Right. Um, in my mind, it made sense like, Oh, I, I should practice this a bunch because, you know, I'm learning movement, muscle memory, where things are, you know, and, and that's a lot of fills also kind of base themselves out of that style, you know, of movement. So yeah, that was something that I clung to a lot, especially, earlier on when I didn't really understand how to do like parallel, you know, rudiments or, um, all that, you know, grooves and all those things. So, right. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and so that's interesting though, because, um, was it right off the bat that you were able to get like a really kind of, kind of a bigger kit? Like you had like two rack toms and a floor tom or two floor toms or whatever? It or? was two, two floors, one rack. Um, yeah. So I had enough, 
I had that extra time to, to be able to pull off one of those things. Mm, sick. Mm. Yeah. And, and that definitely creates some, some interesting, um, interesting things to play because I mean, I know for a lot, a lot of us, normally you have, normally you're starting off with like, you know, two rack toms, a floor mm -hmm. tom, a snare, a kick. And so to kind of already have that rack tom, two floors, you're already changing up different movements. You're, yep. you're having to set up four times in a different way so you can reach them properly. And I'm sure during that phase, it was always some type of experimentation. Um, I know for me, like when I got that first kit, um, and it was like my second year in college, I think something like that. Um, and for one, I was setting, setting it up in my room at my parents' house. So there was already like very limited space. And then yep. the kit came with like, you know, uh, a symbol, a ride and a, and hi-hats, but, um, I, and, oh yeah. And the floor Tom sat, like didn't have any legs. So it had, it like, it had like a, um, an attachment to it that would then go on to, um, like a clamp that connected to the uh, ride symbol. So like for me, yeah. I was like kind of limited on like hardware, and so I had to be a little creative when it came to the hardware. And so I like in the, like funny enough, the symbol stand, I was able to pull it out of, of the base and it fit pretty nicely into where the Tom would normally go on the kick drum. So I like put that there, set up the, set up the symbol and then set up the floor Tom by itself so that it could kind of like be on its own and have its own stand. Mm -hmm. Um, and then obviously set up the rack Tom, um, like I was able to fit it right next to where these, the ride symbol was. So I kind of positioned the ride symbol in this, not in the same space, but like acting as the second Tom, but I was able to position it a little higher and stuff like that. So I had to be, I had to be kind of creative with the setup and how small of an area I had. I literally was only able to set up. I think at the beginning was that floor Tom, the snare, the ride and the hi-hat because I didn't really have a lot of space. So already from the very beginning, I had to kind of be creative yep. in that in that in that space in that setup, um, and it definitely uh, it definitely pushed me a little bit, um, yeah. as I'm sure it did you with having being able to have that setup and have the space and be able to kind of like really run around the kit and like be creative in different ways. So I, I think it's, yeah. I think it's super cool for sure. Yeah, if I could go back in time knowing kind of like, or, you know, knowing where I'm at now and, and what I know about drums and, and all that, but if I could go back in time uh, to when I first started drumming, which I was like, I think like 12, something like that, 11 or 12, um, I would definitely, I, I wish that I had learned proper um, like technique and form and, and all of that on like a practice pad with, with the teacher who knew what they were doing before getting that kit. I mm. think, I think even though like as a kid, you know, we just want that kit. We just want, you know, at, at any age, we just want a drum set. Like it, it's more exciting than a practice pad, but the, in the long run, I know that I'm still carrying out, which, you know, I've figured out how to make it work, I guess, but there's things that I'm sure a professional, a professional, like, uh, 
somebody who is a master at teaching drums would look at what my my play style and probably shred me in multiple areas, which I'm cool with. I'm you know I've learned how to. It is what it is, but I would definitely have taken lessons and then hopped on a kit, understanding how to like move my wrist appropriately and all that yeah. before before getting into like exploring a drum set. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because that's what I was telling one of my I, – I have a, a student that um, I'm teaching. He's like seven years old, mm-hmm. and I basically said the same exact thing today. We had, our, yep. we had a second second lesson today, oh, cool. and I'm like, it, it's so helpful to be able to um, sit down and learn the basics on a pad, which yep. I think for a time I did – um, I don't, cause again, I only had the ability to have like a practice pad when I was like growing up, a practice pad and a, and sticks. So I would practice yeah. a lot on a pad, um, but didn't, but I had no idea what I was doing. So I would look up some videos here and there, but I really did not know what I was doing. And I didn't get that kind of like s- slight more in depth training until I was in college at Southeastern, um, mm-hmm. with the with the professors over there. So yep. I was just telling him like, it's so important to be able to take a lot of these fundamentals and get them down. Cause like, I'm with you on this. I wish somebody, I wish, I wish my parents had kind of pushed me like, Hey, maybe you should take some lessons. Like let's push you into lessons yeah. and do that. And I just got lucky that I got put around people that were well more educated on drums than I was and were, was willing to nitpick at my plane and kind of say, Hey, try this or Hey, try that. Or, or um, oh, you're remember you're in a cage. Don't hit the cymbals that hard. Like play, you can play the drums a little harder, but like back off on the cymbals. So there's a lot of things that um, I got very lucky in the people that were put into my life. Um, yep. But outside of that, like I'm with you. I, I really wish somebody had pushed me to do lessons and stuff like that before I'd even touch the kit. Um, yep. Because then, like you said, you understand like why you're using your wrist, using your fingers are so important. You don't have to always use your forearm and and also like whenever you hit rim shot being able to release a little bit and not like clutch the the drumstick so hard like choking the drumstick just so that you like play through the drum like when i hit a rim shot i'm i'm almost like i'm throwing it down but i'm easing up on my grip on it because i don't want to like create tendonitis on my wrist and so like obviously before that i wasn't doing that and so i had to learn that over time like hey my wrist hurts what what am i doing wrong and i also came with like practice and like that got the lessons stuff like that but yeah it's it's definitely super important to to not want to rush into getting a drum kit just because you want to play 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 um especially if you have come to the moment of like i want to do this for sure like you know even if yeah. it changes later on, but you're at the point where you're like, I want to learn how to play drums and I want to be, a, I want to be a drummer. Take your time with it because Absolutely. the last thing you want to do is you're six months in because six months is enough time to build a bad habit. Oh, oh yeah. Shoot, two months is enough time to build a bad habit. And so if you do already have a drum set and that's how you're starting out, that's fine. As long as like you really seek out, having somebody at least help you um start practice like learning how to practice on your drum set that that would be the only thing because i'm the i was the kind of person who didn't i wasn't really motivated just by looking at a drum pad and it didn't excite me and so i think that's right that was just for me and i think as as a visual learner you know like it makes sense but um 
if you're that way, at least learn how to practice from somebody who has experience uh, and knows what they're doing, you know, kind of starting out. So, Well, I mean, the opposite end for me was um, actually the crazier part was like at the time that normally a lot of kids are learning like 13 to like, you know, 17 or 18, like I was playing football. So my mind wasn't even mm. like with drums and practicing, even though like I liked doing it and oh. I enjoyed playing drums at church and stuff. I was playing football all the way up till uh, four years ago, five, yeah. five years ago. Yeah. So it's like my focus wasn't even really with developing my skills as a drummer, even though I liked putting time into it and learn about it. And it was what I was going to school for. Um, that's a, that's a, like a whole nother topic that like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a whole nother crazy story, but yeah. So it's like, it, it's really like you have to make that decision. Hey, this is what I actually want to do. And, uh, and then you can be like, okay, n- like not like acknowledging you want to take this seriously. Then you can start maybe approaching your parents and being like, Hey, like I want to start taking lessons. I, I want to start doing something with this because I really have a passion to play drums or I really have a passion to play guitar or make music or, or whatever the case is. And that that's definitely a helpful um, process to go through to make sure that you actually want to do this. And on the, on the opposite end, if you actually just want to play for pleasure, be okay with understanding that as well. And what that entails, your parents yep. m- might not be as inclined to help you out with that because they, it's, I mean, it's not really going to go somewhere. So that, that means you might have to put a little bit of effort on your end, maybe like, you know, get a part-time job and like save up money to get your own drum kit and stuff like that. Um, or, or whatever the case is. So yeah. yeah, that's, that's really like, uh, it's cool. That's good stuff. It's good stuff, Nate. It's good stuff. You know, you give a good, like, you give a good like, context. I would like to think so. <laughs> you give a good spiel, bud. Spiel. What's a spiel? What's a spiel? A spiel is whatever you want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think it was just delaying the inevitable. I think I should just close it out and uh, we'll see everybody. Is this episode nine? Yes, it is episode, episode nine. Uh, eight. Yeah. Nine. Is it eight? I've. Well, hold on. I'm going to. How many episodes do we have, Anchor? This is episode nine. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. It's that's, been a very long week. That's wild, man. We've we've been staying with it. Nine episodes. Yeah, I'm pumped. We're not a podcast fallout yet. And I won't mean, be. Don't say yet. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I'm, I'm not messing down. Oh, man. No, guys, we're not going anywhere. And you don't no. go anywhere until two weeks from now. And you you come back and come have on some that. nice come on back now. Christmas. Come on back now. Have some Christmas dinner and some and some munching and some and some grubbing. Some family time. Enjoy. Family time and some, some presents and some mm-hmm. ho-ho-hos. Some ding-dongs. Some ding dong, <laughs> some uh, some zebra cakes. Oh, stay away from apple that pie. aisle. Apple oh, pie, all right. apple pies, all right. How about yeah. apple pie zebra cake? No, zebra cake apple pie. No, no, that's not that's not a thing. No, no. <laughs> but I mean, I guess you can make it a thing, mate. I mean, I like zebra cakes though. I really do. <sighs> They're right. my guilty pleasure. 
right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I know we're just kind of delaying the inevitable. So we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. We hope this conversation has been helpful. And just remember to subscribe, share the episode. And remember on Drum Talk, we don't just talk about it. We wait, wait, whoa, whoa. whoa. I just butchered. Whoa there, buddy. Whoa. whoa there, buddy. See, nine episodes, and I thought I'd never get that wrong ever. And I already got it wrong. Look at that. Well, it looks like we're gonna close it now, guys. We'll see you later. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll never see you guys again. <laughs> okay, no, Reeling it back in. All right, guys. We love you so much. We'll see you guys. Have a happy holidays. And remember, on this podcast, we don't just drum about it, we talk about it. We'll see you guys later. <laughs>